the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Whether you have pain in your back or joints, surgery may not be the answer. Instead of the dangers involved in cutting out tissue, consider healing and rejuvenating the area with stem cells, platelet-rich plasma, or prolotherapy. The treatments that are available to professional athletes are now available for you. Watch the videos at jointrehab.com or call the Darrow Wellness Institute at 800-300-9300. 800-300-9300. That's 800-300-9300. Welcome back to Living Pain-Free with Dr. Mark Darrow. I'm your host, Nita Valens, and we're taking your calls at 866-870-5752 right here in the studio. I have lines open for you, and you can talk directly to Dr. Darrow about your musculoskeletal pain if you're just joining us. That's basically orthopedic pain. It's joint pain, tendon pain, ligament pain, back, neck pain, Knee pain, hip pain, arthritis pain, things of that nature. And when you phone today, you get Dr. Darrow's latest book for free. It's called Stem Cell and Platelet Therapy, Regenerate, Don't Operate, with 264 scientific studies. And we are here Saturdays at 10 a.m. again at 1 p.m. And I'd love for you to check out the website at www.lastemcells.com. That's lastemcells.com. Do you want to talk about a couple other things going on in the office? Sure. The first thing is um, we do what's called the vampire facelift, which is injecting the same type of cells from your body, either platelets or stem cells or both, into the face to regrow the collagen in the face and make you look a lot younger and a lot happier. So that's something simple to do. We also uh, stimulate hair growth by putting the same cells on the top of the head. So either of those things that you think you may want to do, we can do for you. Okay. Uh, Anything else I'm forgetting, Nita? Well, um, we've got the hair stuff. I guess that means no. (laughs) We've got uh, Let me go on to a shoulder question. All right. No, we don't. Sorry, Nita. Okay. Uh, Good try. Okay. I was trying. Uh, I was trying. Yeah, you're you're a trier. Okay. So uh, the question I have is shoulder. Let me see what the person says. I've had shoulder problems since high school football since 1961. So that means that person is probably maybe 75 years old, we'll guess. Limited use and mobility of my left shoulder and arm. Dislocated left shoulder. Thanks. Gives his name, which I won't give out. Ouch. Um, Yeah. So... We probably get more knees in the office than anything else. They always say the knees go first. And um, when one knee goes, often the other one goes. But shoulders also are very high on the list of patients we see. And the shoulder is very, it's the most complex joint because it has such a huge range of motion. And to facilitate that motion, there are a lot of tendons that are attached to the humerus bone. That's the arm bone. And that's called the rotator cuff. So um, 
you can have a tear there. This guy doesn't really say what he's got going on, um, other than he's got a loss of mobility and, and uh, his shoulder was dislocated. doesn't say how many times it dislocated. So uh, the procedures I do using platelets and stem cells are excellent for uh, stopping the dislocation problems. I've had a lot of people over the years who have multiple dislocations where the humerus will pop out of the glenoid joint. And what we do is we inject all around the rotator cuff and into the joint itself, subdeltoid bursa, and uh, we can thicken up those ligaments and tighten them up so the arm doesn't come out anymore. So that's something that I was pretty shocked at the first time I did it because a patient come in, he had a failed uh, shoulder surgery for dislocations, meaning he had the surgery to tighten up the joint capsule, but the shoulder still popped out. And these surgeries, typically what they will do is they will decrease the range of motion so you can't move your arm as much to keep it from getting into those positions where it can dislocate. Um, Also, this person has limited mobility, and that often is from a frozen shoulder, what we call adhesive capsulitis. And what I would do is take a look with my ultrasound, see what's going on inside, and inject the areas that I think need it and uh, give the person some very gentle stretching exercises they can do at home. And uh, almost all of the time with a frozen shoulder, we can get that mobility back. If a person has very, very extreme arthritis and there's grinding in the joint, then those are times when sometimes we can't help a whole lot. But oftentimes we can also. I have to see the patient. I don't work off of x-rays or MRIs. I like to have them to make sure I'm not missing something. Uh, There have been times when I've gotten them and found cancer. We just found one last week. A person had shoulder pain, and uh, we found out that the proximal humerus, that's where the uh, the shoulder starts, had a... um, hyper-intense signal, meaning that it might be cancer that they have. So I sent them to an oncological orthopedist immediately. So I do like to get the images. Uh, I like to see them, but I don't work off of them. They don't tell me a whole lot uh, because pain, the pain generator often has nothing to do with the MRI. So I'm going to move on to Lonnie. In Chatsworth, you've got aches and pains of the body. So what's the worst part going on, Lonnie? Yeah, hi, hi doctor. I've talked to you before. You probably don't remember. That's okay. But uh, <clears throat> I'm 79 years old, and I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I, I'm happy of, of my condition. But the other day, I just woke up with a, a stiff knee that I couldn't walk on. And I don't know how that could happen. Uh, and... Today it's getting a little bit better, and I hope it'll go away. And then also, in October, I came down with sciatica. I was diagnosed with it, and really there's no no uh, cure for it. It's just time, but I still have a few residual uh, pains from that. Just wondering okay. what you could tell me about it. Sure, I got a lot of stuff to tell you. Number one, 94% of people, according to the studies, who have a sciatica, uh, you know, radicular pain down the arms or legs. 
that goes away without doctors, okay? Right. So that's a huge percentage of people that get better from that without doctors. Unfortunately, a lot of doctors operate on that when they don't need to. So there's too many people having back and neck surgeries that shouldn't get them. And the results that I see, obviously people don't come to me if the surgery worked. So I have a very jaundiced eye about doing neck or back surgery because I get all the people where it failed. There is, as you probably have heard if you've listened to my show before, a diagnosis code for failed back syndrome. That means that so many people have surgeries that failed that the insurance company recognizes that as a diagnosis. That means there's way too many people getting failed surgeries, way too many people that have neck surgeries, back surgeries that don't work, that made them better. No, made them worse, okay? So we like to be careful about I don't send people to surgeons. I mean, it's rare, 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 rare. Most so people there's we no can injectable heal use... cure or treatment for sciatica? Well, I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> you know, what, what you're calling sciatica may not be sciatica at all. Oftentimes, we'll have people who come in with what we call a referral pattern from the low back, from the okay. ligaments, the iliolumbar ligaments, and they will refer all the way down the leg and make it look like a herniated disc or something. And when it has nothing to do with, with the inner workings of the back, it has to do with referrals from the ligaments. So we have to be very careful to touch the area. Um, I would often do a um, lidocaine injection test where I'll inject the area in the low back that I think the referral is coming from. If the leg pain goes away, we know it's not from an impinged nerve. Okay. So mm-hmm. we have to do a lot of homework with patients before we send them to a surgeon. Right. And like I said, I don't remember the last time I sent somebody to a surgeon for anything. I have sometime, but it's been very, 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 very rare. Mm-hmm. I'm not making this as a statement against surgeons because I love surgeons. They do what I consider to be the hardest work that there is in medicine with often terrible, terrible results. They're on the front line in medicine, and the work they do can be very dangerous. Uh, During my training, a woman died on the table getting a hip replacement. Um, A woman came in once, about 30 years old, who had a heart attack from the anesthesia. Um, You know, we don't see these things that often that are that terrible, but we see them. On this show about... um, I don't remember, Anita, maybe you do, about a year and a half ago or so. Yeah, it was uh, Christmas of 2019, actually. Okay. Yes. So the woman called up. I remember her name. I won't say it right now. And uh, she was crying on the show saying, Doctor, what happened? My husband came out of a neck surgery and he's on a ventilator. And I said, well, why don't you ask your surgeon the question? She said, I did. And he walked away saying, I did everything right. Well, he might have done everything right. You know, but the surgery was a failure for that guy, and he months later died. Right. So, uh, you know, well, I'm not I a proponent of surgery at all costs. You know, I mean, absolutely as long yeah. as I can. Any, anyway, I would have to touch your back and your leg to find out what I think is going on, um, and see if it really is a sciatica. Again, if it is a sciatica, there's a 94% chance it'll go away by itself. The stiff knee happening when you woke up is very common 
And the reason often is the patella, which is the round bone on the front, can move a little bit, subluxate from the groove in the, in the femur. Okay, that's called the trochlear groove. The, the patella is a very um, roundish kind of a surface rather than having a deep place for it to fit into that groove. And I don't know how often it happens to me, but when I'm running or just even walking around sometimes, my patella will slip a little bit and then it'll catch and go back in. Um, very commonly, though, especially with women during um, their estrogen peak, when the ligaments are loose, that patella will, will actually dislocate and move to the outer side of the knee, and they have to slam it back into place. And um, I watch a lot of soccer because I have a daughter who plays soccer in college, and I see this happening very commonly. <coughs> so what happened to you is probably that your patella slipped out a little bit out of the trochlear groove, and for you it probably popped back in, thank goodness, and right. you're having the aftermaths of that. Oftentimes when that happens... I'll find, I'll look with the ultrasound and I'll see a lot of blood inside of the knee and we'll aspirate that out and help that heal very quickly. Very important if you have a doctor injecting you or aspirating you to have them use an ultrasound so they can see where the fluid is and they don't have to scrape the cartilage. The old techniques were going in blind and actually hurting the knee by going in blind. And we also know there are studies that show that when you do a blind injection in the knee, you miss the joint one-third of the time. So, oh <laughs> uh, so you know, the older guys that have done this their whole life, you know, they balk at it. And I balked at it when I trained an ultrasound. And I do about, um, I'm trying to think how many hours a year in ultrasound training. I do at least like four to six days a year with a cadaver and an ultrasound to see that I'm injecting the right spots and to, to learn how to see inside the body. So it's very important that your doctors use an ultrasound if they're going to inject you, okay? okay Even these steroids, you know, people get... Quickly about yeah. your, the diet. You said protein, vegetables, and water, I believe, last week. That's your complete yeah. diet. But for the protein, is there a protein powder that you can use, or what protein are you recommending? Well, I mean, the, the easy proteins are just, you know, in your food, you know, which is steak and chicken and fish and, um, you know, whatever you want. But How you can get protein powders. You just have steak or chicken? I eat steak every single day of my life. Really? Yeah, my I usually eat it around noon. My first meal I do intermittent fasting. So I try yeah. not to eat, you know, from um, when I get home till like noon the next day sometimes even later than that, because that drops the insulin. When your insulin is low, you're eating your fat. When your insulin right. is high, you're storing your fat. So this is called a ketogenic diet today. We call it keto. In the old days when I was doing it, it was called paleolithic, meaning you know right. caveman diet. But it's all the same thing. You stay away from carbohydrates, so you don't eat grain. You, don't, you stay away from dairy products. Eggs are not dairy, by the way. Eggs have wonderful protein in them. Um, you stay away from fruit, other than a few berries a day. They're low sugar, what we call low glycemic oranges, index. Oranges, oranges, okay. Whoa, high glycemic index. Yeah, very, very high in fructose. 
So yeah, it's okay. It's just it's just that it's going to raise your insulin and store your fat. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to start doing the diet, and I appreciate your uh, information very much. Thank you. Yeah, I I have um, you know, a very very close friend of mine named Randy, and um, he he is down from 317 pounds down to he texts me every day. He's down to 248. So that's a weight loss of, what, about 50, 70 pounds. And uh, he did that in a very, very short period of time. His motivation was that he fell on his knee, came into the office. I drained about 90 cc's of blood out of his knee, and I said, I'm not going to treat you. And he said, why? I said, because I'll fail. I said, you weigh too much. And he said, what do I need to do? I said, you need to go keto. And he did it. He did it 100%. He never botches it one minute of any day, and he loses about a half a pound a day. Yeah. So anybody yeah, can do it. And you know what? Oh, it's the best diet right? you can. Health-wise, it's the best diet you can do unless you have kidney failure. Yeah. Okay. Then you got to talk to your doctor about it because the kidneys don't like a lot of protein. And that way, you can still do the diet. You just do a lot of pro, a lot of veggies. Okay. But you still you stay away from the skin? carbs. Are you doing a BUN creatinine or what? Yeah, I do a creatinine clearance. Okay. Thanks for your call, well, Lonnie. I'm pretty healthy, so I think I'll be okay. And, again, I appreciate your uh, input, and I listen to you all the time. <laughs> thank you, thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. God bless you, Lonnie. Our number is 866-870-5752. Lines are open right here in the studio for you. We're going to Paul in Long Beach. You know, it's hysterical, Paul, because we're getting so many questions that do not have to do with musculoskeletal, and yours has to do with skin below your chin. Uh, That would be something that you could talk to my wife, Michelle, about, who does the cosmetics. So just call the office on that. I don't know anything about it, to tell you the truth, but she may be able to use stem cells or platelets there to help the cosmetics of it. And if you want to call the office and talk to her, it's 800 300 9,300. I'm going to move on to Ron, who says that the joints in his hand hurt. So, Ron, how long has your hand hurt you, or is it both hands? Uh, probably, uh, well, no, there's some numbness in the fingers for probably the last five years. And uh, okay. I went to a hand surgeon. He said I had car- carpal tunnel syndrome. Uh, okay. I was allowed him to operate on my left hand just in case something went wrong, and I didn't notice any difference after the surgery, and he said, well, maybe that's because the damage was already done. And okay. I, uh, my primary says, well, it's just arthritis. But I did hear okay. you earlier state that you were able to help arthritic cases, so I'm wondering if there's something you could do for me. Yeah, definitely. I do hands every day of the week, um, and we can we use a teeny little needle, and uh, we put the um, solution of the platelets or stem cells into the joint capsule all around the hand. I can do it wrists, whatever it is. There's a lot of joints in the wrist. There's a lot of carpal bones there. Then obviously the finger joints, you know, wherever the pain is, um, we can check it out. So I have a question. Before you had the surgery on your carpal tunnel, did that doctor do an EMG and nerve conduction study? I Yeah, I had, I had an EMG test prior to okay. seeing him. Okay. And then the other question is, did he use an ultrasound to see how big that median nerve was? 
and to see if it was being impacted. To my knowledge, no. Okay. So, you know, an easy way to heal carpal tunnel, if the nerve is enlarged, is to just inject, you know, what we call a hydrodissection. We inject right next to the nerve, and it pushes those tendons away. Okay? So surgery may be necessary. It may be. I've seen it work, and I've seen it fail. But you certainly don't want to jump into doing a surgery first. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But anyway, I think I can help you. If there is arthritis there, we can certainly, um, you know, take a look at that. And if it is still carpal tunnel going on, we can still look at that even after the surgery. I've helped a lot of carpal tunnel syndromes even after a surgery didn't work, after it failed. I see. All right, well, that sounds good. I I did hear you mention arthritis, and uh, I didn't even know that there was these kind of treatments for something like that in case that's what it is. Does anything else on your body bother you, Ron? You sound like an active guy. Uh, no, that's the only place, and uh, I'm a keyboard player, okay. so it's a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna ask you, what do you do that's repetitive with your hands? Yep, that's it. <laughs> Play keyboards. Yep, I am very active, um, you know, with my whole body in terms of sports, and I do very repetitive things, and you know, I can sit and hit one. I get a big bucket of golf balls, and I'll sit there for three hours and hit one shot. And then I, I play guitar and I play banjo and mandolin. And I've had little episodes of uh, severe overuse where I've had, you know, like the tingling down to my fingers, um, like carpal tunnel. But luckily enough, it never really has stayed with me. But I'm sorry that you're going through that. And I'd love to see if you want to call the office uh, to get an appointment. The number is 800 300 9300. Or you can just go to the website at www.lastemcells.com. I'll repeat it for people, www.lastemcells.com. And um, you can ask me questions there that come to me uh, by uh, way of email. And um, we've got a lot of videos there that you can watch. And I will answer every email that comes in through that website. Okay, that sounds good. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for your All right, Ron, God bless you. We have lines open and a few minutes left. 866-870-5752. Right here in the studio, 866-870-5752. What do you, do you have a question on uh, email coming in? Oh, do I ever. Thousands, right? <laughs> uh, I do actually have thousands. Uh, more than thousands. Um, this one says bone on bone hip. Let's see what the person says. My left hip feels like it is bone against bone. Have not had any doctor consultations about this yet. Can you help me? Well, I doubt it's bone on bone. If it were bone on bone, you wouldn't be walking. If you think about bone on bone, that means the cartilage is gone. Not that it's worn down, that it's gone. <clears throat> And bone, if there's no cartilage on it, is very rough. So if you have two rough bones, they're not going to move when they're touching each other. So it's it's a it's a weird thing to say bone on bone. Everybody comes and goes, I have bone on bone. I have to get a joint replacement or surgery. I go, no, you don't. I do an examination. They move around fine. Yeah, they've got some decrease in the joint space, but we can help that using 
PRP, platelet-rich plasma, or stem cells to regrow the cartilage. Um, I've had several people do x-rays after treatments and seen the joint space increase in size. So we know this is something that is real. It's not something that's an imagination. And uh, probably a very high probability I could help your left hip by injections without you having to um, see a surgeon. Okay. One more? Sure, go for it. Okay. This one says SI joint inflammatory markers. Sounds complex. I like that. Can PRP into the SI joint rate? Oops, sorry. Wow. Go to the website. Give us a call. 800-300-9300 at the office. The website is www.lastemcells.com. God bless you all. Thank you, and thank you, staff. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, everybody. And we will see you next time on Living Pain-Free with Dr. Mark Darrow. You've been listening to Living Pain-Free with Dr. Mark Darrow. Now that you've heard Dr. Darrow, you can schedule an appointment to talk with him in person by calling his office anytime at 800-300-9300. That's 800-300-9300. Or go online to lastemcells.com. Again, the website is lastemcells.com. Living Pain-Free with Dr. Mark Darrow is heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. here on AM870, The Answer. Remember, to take the first step toward a pain-free life, schedule an appointment by calling 800-300-9300. That's 800-300-9300. Live long and pain-free. And thanks for joining us today.